0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: I'm back. I'm here. Let's go. Let's roll. 800-919-3776. I have a buddy, dear friend of mine, and he commutes up to Westchester, and he's typically right on like the the Whitestone or the Throgs Neck right now. And he says there's something so uplifting about being on, hearing that song, hearing me come on discuss the beautiful weather and it is it is beautiful today gonna be a gorgeous day enjoy today because tomorrow is gonna be a complete washout and and just there's something comforting about it is what he says you put your feet up you get your bagel your coffee you watch your your sports news and you listen to the show and we have I mean we have a lot to get into today a lot Knicks with a a every game is a big game. What I think they have twelve games left. Right? Knicks are thirty-three and twenty seven, so they've played sixty. It's a seventy two game season, and you have twelve games left. And there's not a lot of easy games on the schedule, but every single game is an important game. So the Knicks, 1230 today, right here on ninety eight seven. We'll get into the Knicks and the excitement and all that kind of stuff. And you should be I mean, New York sports right now is very interesting. Because you feel like there's certain teams that are really, really good and really heading in the right direction, and the Knicks would be one of those teams. So we will get into the Knicks, 800 With all this time that we've spent preparing and breaking down and having guests on and looking at, you know, the guy's arms and, and how hard he can throw the football and what he gets on the Wonderlick and all this stuff, the draft is now five days away. The first round of the draft is now five days away. We know what the Jets are going to do. We know what Zach Wilson. It's a done deal. The draft starts at three. What do the Niners do? Do the Niners go with Mac Jones? Do the Niners go with Justin Fields? Do the Niners go with Trey Lance? All those guys, I think, are uh, fair to say are involved. So that's for starters. And secondly, and more importantly here locally, I, I don't know what the Giants are going to do. I have no idea. And we'll get into the, the Jets and the Giants drafts and, and what they need to do a um, little bit later on during the course of the show. Yankees, again, they're going to win this division. Not, and I, I think there are issues with the Yankees. I really do. I, I don't think they're a great team by any stretch. I think there are real problems with them. But a couple things. Firstly, they're good. right? I don't think they're great. I, I don't think they're comparable with what the Dodgers or the elite teams in baseball are right now. But they, they'll be good. And they'll hit the baseball. Um, you know, Starting pitching, not great two nights ago. Settled down in Hermann. In Montgomery, you know, not great yesterday, settled down. You can't fall behind these games 3-0 every night. But listen, I like Stanton in the two spot. I I like him hitting ahead of Judge because I think he'll get more fastballs knowing that Judge is on deck. Judge will not get the same pitches knowing that Aaron Hicks or Brett Gardner is on deck, but Stanton will get better pitches um, with Judge on deck. So I like him in that spot, and he hit a couple of of bombs yesterday. Yankees with another 5-3 win. Uh, over Cleveland, so it feels like you have you know Baltimore is coming up next week. It feels like you've kind of righted the ship a little bit. They still don't look great, but I think the Yankees have righted the ship enough that you're like, okay, I can exhale. I know it's not a great division. I mean, let's be fair. Baltimore stinks. Tampa's fine. They own you, but they're not a great team right now. Toronto's certainly not great. Boston's certainly not great. So at the end of the day, uh, for a couple reasons. A, I think they're clearly the most talented team. Uh, I don't think the Yankees are good. And secondly, this division stinks. And I know that the Red Sox fan right now is listening saying, how could you say we stink? This division stinks. I mean, the Orioles are atrocious. The Rays are fine. The Blue Jays are fine. And the Red Sox are fine. Outside of the Yankees, there's not a good team in this division. So they will win this division. Uh, we will open up the phone lines to the Yankees fans. And if you've gotten yourself away from the ledge, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. 919 I don't think the Mets are great right now. And the Mets barely hit right now. And you had that moment last night. I guess it was at the second inning where the Mets had first and third and nobody out. And you think to yourself, all right, just give me a run. Just a run might be enough last night. And you get a strikeout and a double play. And you think to yourself, here we go again. Here we go again. But the Mets did enough offensively. And they got a couple of timely hits. And they they opened it up late with the big home run. Well, what you had last night, I mean, this is, remember this era, please? Like, there are moments in time as a sports fan, because I think that a couple things. A, we become prisoners of the moment, right? Everything that we ever see is the greatest thing we've ever seen, right? We all do that. Like, you watch a game the night before. I've never seen a guy play at that level before. I've never seen a guy capable of doing what this guy did. And we hear it all the time you know down 14 fourth quarter how many quarterbacks would have led their team on that kind of a comeback that just doesn't happen right but let's be fair for a moment let's step back what you're seeing right now from Jacob Degrom is i think it's fair to say firstly the most dominant athlete in all of sports Jacob Degrom. argue me on it the i i, I include lebron i include harden i include giannis I include Mahomes. I include Brady. Now, I'm not saying that Brady's not greater over the course of his career. I'm saying the most dominant athlete in sports at this moment is Jacob DeGrom. And you know what? I'll go one step further for you. I don't even think it's all that close. And in my lifetime, I've watched great pitchers, dominant pitchers. Uh, Verlander gave you a, a great run there for a while. Uh, he was sensational MVP. Cy Young. He was a wonderful pitcher. Uh, Dwight Gooden in the mid eighties was lights out. I mean, 84, 85. I think in eighty five, if memory serves correctly, and I'm not looking at anything, I'm really not. Dwight Gooden was twenty four and four with a one five three ERA. Okay, Nolan Ryan. I, I think most of us watched him pitch at some point during his illustrious career. I, I never watched the prime of Tom Seaver. Fernando Valenzuela in, like, 81. I'm trying to think what other—I mean, Scherzer's been great, certainly, for for most of his career. I don't don't think anybody's close. I mean, Jacob DeGrom won two straight Cy Youngs, was right there to win a third straight last year in a bizarre season, and might be pitching the best we've ever seen him at this moment. The Nationals are not the little sisters of the poor. The Nationals are not a terrible baseball team by any stretch— Period. He made them look like they had no chance. He threw two pitches under 90. He decided last night during the game, you know what? My slider is working. I'm going to throw it a ton. They won't hit it. And they didn't. I mean, when you look at the number, when you play, my, my my older one loves, what's the game? MLB The Show. And they'll be like, Dad, come on in. I've created my own guy. I've created my own player. And this season, I'm hitting 491 with, you know, 77 home runs, 211 RBIs, and my on-base is 680. What do you think about that? I'm like, that, ben, that I've never been more proud of you in my entire life. But Jacob deGrom is actually doing that at the major league level. He's allowed one earned run, one earned run in four starts. He gave you nine shutout innings, and I challenge you to find me a starting pitcher that has been better in a start in years he was filthy filthy and another pitcher I, I guess I should throw in there is Clayton Kershaw has had a, an illustrious phenomenal career not this not I I mean he was great not this I don't I, I really think it's fair to say I don't ever remember watching a pitcher throw better and be more dominant than you're getting at this moment with Jacob deGrom I really do not and I'll take it a step further I think he's the best player in all of sports right now. I think he's the best athlete in New York, and he is absolutely must-watch. He toyed. I mean, he made Trey Turner look like he had no chance last night. None. I mean, professional hitters. He completely overwhelmed them. So, I don't think the Mets are great. I think they're a flawed team. I don't love the manager, but what you have every fifth day in DeGrom is really something unbelievably special. He is the best athlete in all of sports. And I don't even think it's all that close right now. 800-919-3776. It's a treat. It really is. It's a treat. All I wanted to do, I had to pick my my big one up at, at baseball, my little ones at lacrosse. I had all these things to do. And all I wanted to do was just sit down and watch DeGrom. I didn't even care. I I love the Mets, and I wanted to watch the Mets game, but that was secondary. This guy is must-watch television. You you remember what Cheers was in the early 80s? We're like, I got to watch Cheers because people are going to be talking about it. I need to watch Seinfeld because people are going to be talking about it. I have to watch Lost now because if I don't watch it Wednesday night, Thursday morning, everyone's going to be talking about it. You have to watch DeGrom. He, He is unbelievable. It is a treat what this guy is able to do right now. There's not one negative thing I can say about him. He's mentally as tough as anybody. Can you imagine that? You go out there every every fifth day and your offense stinks half the time and it doesn't at least to us phase you even a little bit. What well, what he does is nothing short of a treat. It's an absolute treat. <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: Ty D. Butler, Newhouse School of Communications, my my partner in crime here on Saturday mornings. I don't care what you say. You missed me last week.
2: I did, and sometimes the feeling is you don't you don't really know what you have until it's gone. Mm-hmm. I felt that last week. Now the listeners weren't all that pleased with you utilizing your PTO because you couldn't deal with your allergies. But I, I called them impolite and disrespectful. I defended it. Wait wait wait, 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 wait. What do you mean I, I, I
1: used PTO, which is paid time off because of my allergies? Yeah,
2: that's what happened, no? No. So what was it? Why did we uh, lose you last week?
1: Ben had a baseball tournament that I wanted to be
2: at. Oh, okay. So at least we have our priorities in order. But go ahead. How, I how,
1: mean, well, let, let me ask you this, pal. I, I get days off. I took a day off, and now you're going to beat me up over it?
2: Uh, I mean, listen, you, you take plenty of days off, especially during the summer. But how'd the game go? Did he win?
1: Uh, we, so we had a game Friday night, a game Saturday, and a game Sunday. Oh. Friday night we got hammered. I mean, the team was one of these like you know crazy all-star, terrific teams that got hammered. Saturday, we um, we lost. We should have won. Our starting pitcher came out. I was very upset with him. He came out with uh, bicep tendinitis after the first inning. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even kidding you. What
2: do we have going on here? <laughs> yeah. and by hammered, yeah. you mean drunk, correct? Yeah, they were all drunk. No, <laughs> no they got beat up on Friday.
1: So Saturday, we lo- we-, we led 3 nothing. We lost 10-7. Uh, although Ben hit one to the warning track. Caught. Uh, almost hit it out, yeah. I, I think the fence was 300. He probably hit it 275. So a very loud out. Very loud out. It was, it was a very loud out. Uh, we lost that game 10-7. Mental mistakes, not good. And then we won uh, the Sunday morning game.
2: All right. You went 1-2 and two this past weekend. i have gone 2-1. One,
1: went 1-2. One didn't feel great. Not the end of the world kind of thing.
2: Now, speaking of Ben, I was actually reminded of him this past week. Uh, I was on my way to an engagement party. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got the, the slacks and the collared shirt. So
1: you're back to you say on your way to an engagement party. You're back to just living life. No, at, no, no. At we place. were
2: all we were all masked up, and there weren't a lot of people there. We, we were socially distanced. But yeah. anyway, I'm putting on the pea coat, and as you would typically do, you dig in the pockets to see what's uh-huh. there. And the last time you wore that was the, at Ben's Bar Mitzvah. There you go. Uh-huh. Ben's Bar Mitzvah. So I got the admission, admission ticket in my pocket. Unfortunately, I threw it away, but it brought me back to what was a phenomenal evening. evening. And, and life as we used to know it. <laughs> yes. as we. It was actually, what, like two weeks not, before not the even, world shut down? Yeah.
1: I think his Bar Mitzvah was March 1st, and I think by like March 10th, we were, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, Rudy Gobert was rubbing microphones all over <laughs> himself, right? <laughs> I think uh... Rudy
2: Gobert shut the world down. And, Rudy and I was Gobert also, Shut the world down. I was also reminded of you, I want to say, last Saturday, because I completed the single best accomplishment of my adult career. Okay. And uh, so we're, what, 10 weeks shy of Noah Donovan Butler arriving on the scene? One of the most important. Is that really going to be the name? That's the name.
1: What you know? what? That's a pretty big matzo ball you throw out there. Yeah. All of a sudden, you just throw that. I didn't know that was going to be the name. I thought you knew. No, you never told me. What a bad guy! You should know these things. You should tell me. I didn't want to press you. So wait, let me let me digest this now. Noah, Donovan,
0: Butler. Yes,
1: I think I like it. You think you like I th- it? I mean, I have to. I,
2: I just learned of it, but I think I like it. Now I, I've always struggled with this. Like, is NDD? there any? Is there yeah. any benefit to? telling someone the name of your child before like he's born because they're they're inclined to just say, oh, I like it. You wouldn't tell someone, a, a parent, that you don't like their child's name.
1: Okay. Firstly, you know me well. You've known me for years. We have a great relationship. No, the at average person. Mi- not, not at you. a minimum. At a minimum, I would say nothing. <laughs> right. So what do you like think? You'd be like Noah Donovan Butler. be like, hmm So what do you at think? A, at a minimum. Do you like it? I think I like it. No, but- I'm saying if you don't like it. If I don't like it, I think I would say, like, nah, I don't love that name. <laughs> I think I
2: would. <laughs> That's so impolite.
1: Well, you know what? Here's here's my question to you, and I get this argument all the time with Sherry. Do you want me to be honest with you, or do you want me to tell you what you want to hear?
2: I think you have to, like, toe that line of sensitivity. This is someone's child we're talking about.
1: I'm not saying the child won't be lovely or adorable or a well-behaved kid or, or you know, the next Rhodes Scholar. But if you gave me a name that I didn't appreciate— I, I don't think i tell you that I love the name. That is, Sherry's friend got married on a football Sunday. And Sherry said to me, just do me a favor. Tell her you can't come because <laughs> be, because you're working. I said, why would I do that? And I sent her a whole email and said, I will not be at the wedding because you rudely did it on a football Sunday.
2: So you think <laughs> I wouldn't tell you if I, you if I didn't like the name? You are so flagrantly disrespectful. It's amazing that you I'm actually honest. still have friends. I'm honest. Because people respect my – I had a friend call me from prison. And said,
1: "I was just arrested the night before. I get one call. Can you bail me out?" I said, "I'm going to the Giants
2: game. I cannot <laughs> bail you out. <laughs> There's no way you have friends and family members who still interact with you. There's no way.
1: I really, actually do. People like me. They like the honesty. Instead of all this, you know, this nonsense where people give you this this
2: fugazi. Oh, I love you. I'm so you know fond of you. No, I'm honest about it." it's amazing. and then for the listening audience this is not a character this is a, this is not a radio no. personality I, dave is i had like a this. parent at, at so so i coach rec league
1: baseball which some kids are okay and some kids stink and i had a parent come up to me the other day and said
2: hey do you think my kid is really good and i said no <laughs> i said <laughs> I, I I do not think that, but that's different. I, I love the honesty when it comes to sports. Like yeah, I am as competitive as anyone. So well, I, why
1: why why would you like, like you'll be like well why would you say that? Why would you ask me a question of like hey do you think my kid is good or do you think my kid is one of the best on the team or do you think whatever? Uh, do, are you looking for me to lie to you just to make you feel good or do you want the honest truth?
2: All right, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So you're taking wifey out on a date, like Mm -hmm. big date, you know, anniversary. You guys just celebrated that. This becomes a
1: very slippery subject, but go ahead. You
2: guys just celebrated what? Was it 17? Uh, 17 is coming up uh, two
1: weeks from today.
2: Oh, that's coming up. Okay, Mm -hmm. so two weeks from today. It's a Saturday evening. You're taking her out. You've masked up, vaccine, whatever the deal may be. And she puts a dress on, and she says, babe, can you come over here? Sure. Does this dress make me look fat? What do you say? Let me hear
1: so I'm going I'm to be honest with you. I would not say yes. You look fat because that's trouble. But I would probably say, you know what? I don't. I don't love that dress on
2: you. What if you actually think she looks fat? Would you? Would you give her that information?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay.
2: I, don't, I think At least that's you the, have some class. I, I think I would, but I don't know that that's
1: class. Like, like the the inner honest person in me would want to be like, yes, you know what? You look fat in this dress. But I don't <laughs> think that I'm man enough to do something like
2: that's, that. It, that has nothing to do with being man enough. It, it's it is. So but don't ask me the question, then. If you can't handle the honest, truthful answer, don't ask me the question. You can't handle the truth? Okay, that's fine. I, I understand. But can I just mention this? I, I said it was the single greatest accomplishment of my adult career. Oh, yeah, what'd you do? I put together the crib. All alone, solo. And the reason why I thought of you was instantly after completion. Uh, I, I could say, never, ever. There is ever, no way.
1: No way. Dave Rothenberg could have no, do what I just did. No, I mean less than no way.
2: And I thought, listen, he may be a better talk show host than I am. He may be a lot more knowledgeable than I am. I think that's also fair The one thing he will never have over me is the ability to put a crib together.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly.
2: I am not the
1: guy that if if you're ever in a trivia contest at a bar and you need an answer, if you want a funny man to go out with as a wingman, I'm great at that. You need a Jeopardy host? You need a Jeopardy host. That is for me. You want to talk sports in depth. That is something I'm able to do. If you are looking for someone to do any handiwork around the home, i.e. put a crib together, paint a ceiling, (laughs) anything like that, you don't want any part of what I've got. No part of it. I am incompetent. (laughs) I'm not kidding.
2: And this is coming from the guy who celebrated uh, for a week putting dishes in the washer. I mean, that was amazing. Yeah. But those are the kind of things I can do.
1: Empty the dishwasher. Excellent at that. I know where things go for the most part. If you want me to, to scrub things down, put them in the dishwasher, fine. Uh, I can't do laundry. I don't know how the buttons work. It's very overwhelming. <laughs>
2: this is embarrassing. Yeah,
1: no, it's pathetic. But I'll tell you what happened. Then we'll get to the Mets and this, this Mount Rushmore of New York sports in a moment. Um, Sherry and I were dating, living together, but not yet engaged even. And we were splitting the laundry. I butchered her favorite shirt, and it, it wound up the size of what like a toddler would wear. And at that moment, probably 18 years ago, she's like, "You are never doing laundry again." And well, that was the last the dryer, time I did laundry.
2: Right? You you put it in the dryer when you weren't supposed to.
1: I don't know what I did, but I totally messed it up. But yeah, I can't. Not I'm not allowed machine. to do laundry. Uh, I can vacuum and I can mop, uh, but no, any anything that takes any real skill or talent, I can't do. I try. I couldn't even open the the uh, the washing machine the other day. <laughs> Apparently, a lot there's like a lock system on it. <laughs> Where if it, I don't know what happens. Like, it finishes running, but it's going through some, like, end cycle. It, I'm trying to, she's like, you're going to break it. I was like, it won't open. She's like, it's not supposed to open. Oh, man. Yeah, no. It's, it's, can you make it's, the bed? I made the bed this morning. Can you cook? No. So I mean, you... it depends on your version of cook.
2: So what do you exactly like, po- peanut butter and jelly, I can do. That's not cooking.
1: Mac and cheese, I can do. Anything. I make rec- a gorgeous omelet. <laughs> Anything Gorgeous. that
2: requires you using the stove or the oven. The stove is an omelet. Yeah, but, I mean, anyone can make eggs. I like real food, some fried chicken, baked no. mac and cheese, mm-hmm. no? No. That's, so what do you exactly bring to the table in this marriage? Uh, trivia, I mean, is, is doing nothing <laughs> for her. Wait, sit around doing trivia. <laughs> That's doing nothing for it.
1: <laughs> what president of the United States was the first <laughs> one with real teeth? Um, let's see, what do I bring? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lighthearted. <laughs> uh i'm i'm funny uh i have a job uh i think i'm a i'm a really good dad
2: that's important the, the other three I, I i'm
1: know. i'm i'm nice and i enjoy movies well there you go so that's but that's about it and i'm a good driver i'm definitely an excellent driver
2: well if dave's marriage doesn't end well and, and all the ladies out there looking for a husband yeah there you i'm sure it. i
1: just sold everybody People are li- women are lining up <laughs> around the corner. Wait a minute. He can make peanut butter and jelly and tell me jokes. Let me let me get involved. And he's with that. Nice. All right. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So I-, I posed it to start the show. And I want to go back there with you right now. And I know that this is kind of maybe catching a little off guard. But let- let's go there. Um, Mount Rushmore of, of New York sports. Is it like when you put the first spot, it's clearly Jacob deGrom right now, right? Would you not agree with that? Clearly yes. has to be Jacob Degrom, and there's there's, Absolutely. there's not even a second a second tier right now, is there? Uh,
2: no, not really. He, I mean Harden. On, yeah, Durant, and when he's Durant, healthy.
1: but they're not. First of all, Durant never plays. He,
2: yeah, he, nev- when he never healthy.
1: even gets on. Never even gets on the court. We don't know when he's going to get back. So you tell me. I mean, I, I, if I am Panarin is great. Matt Barzell is a really good player, but as far as just dominant, there's nowhere even in the same stratosphere as Jacob Degrom.
2: There's a second tier with Durant, Harden, but that's a second tier. Yeah, that no one's on, no one's at the top of the chain with with Degrom.
1: Let me go one step further, and I said this, and you you were like, wait, wait a minute, what what are you saying here? I don't think there's anybody in all the sports that's on the same level as Degrom.
2: Well, I misinterpreted what you said. I, I thought you were, I thought you meant like all time when you were just mm-hmm. talking currently. Currently.
1: Currently, in all the sport, if I if I put Degrom as the the best player in any sport at this very moment, who else could even be up there? Patrick Mahomes, I think, is up there with him. Who else?
2: LeBron's up there with him. I don't see. I don't think so. Well, it's, he's been hurt, and we have the tendency to forget about how great a guy is. LeBron is. is great. He's... Do you want? I mean, but here's the thing: maybe Mahomes. These guys are not
1: doing things that we've never seen before. Like Degrom is doing things that we've never seen.
2: LeBron's he's pitching in, to numbers. He's uh, pitching to numbers that are that are out of this world. No, so LeBron in year eighteen before he got hurt was probably first or second in the MVP. So that that's something we've LeBron never seen LeBron is
1: great. Ty, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. LeBron is amazing. But you and, and to do this at this advanced age is incredible. But I don't look at the numbers. Or watch him play and think, I've never seen this before. But
2: I, I think that's what it is. And we've never seen this before from an athlete in year 18. <laughs> that- All right, so if you want to qualify and say because
1: age is a factor, I guess you can make that argument. But But to take age out of it, we've seen guys do what LeBron is doing now.
2: Yeah, but that's the most—we imp- we can't take that the out. Fact that the fact that he does it at this
1: thing. age is yes. unbelievable. But we've—I don't—I mean, and I got tweets, and you're right. Pedro Martinez in his prime was just, I mean, I- incredible. And 88, Oral Hershizer was unbelievable. But Hershiser, who was a terrific pitcher, was not this level forever. I mean, DeGrom has been this level forever. This is his fourth year of pure dominance. Absolute dominance. So I don't know. I mean, my, my Mount Rushmore, and, and you can chime in, 800-919-3776, in all of sports right now. I, I who else, Connor McDavid, does he go on there? I mean, NBA, who goes on there? LeBron, I, I guess. I, I See, I, I think DeGrom is better than LeBron right now for, for his sport. Who else? There's great athletes all over the place. NFL, Mahomes, is there anybody else? But to me, it's DeGrom. He, is, he dominates his sport more at the moment. Than anybody else does. He's allowed one earned run in four starts. He has more RBIs than he does run earned runs allowed. He is at a different level than anybody in sports. So don't just say, yeah, yeah, he's good and blow it off. Enjoy it. Really, enjoy this. What you are seeing now from Jacob DeGrom, you don't see often. It's a generational thing. And you are enjoying it in this generation enjoy it you're listening to
0: the dave rothenberg show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: i almost said it's dcr on 98.7 espn but and, I, I didn't do that because i'm close to a professional and two was, weeks
2: ago you were claiming you'd never do that
1: i never did i'm just saying i almost did
2: i'm rooting for it to happen of course you would
1: and i would as well did you hear what rick said yesterday
2: uh I mean it depends on what he said. I'm oh, pretty I, sure he said I, I, a bunch I of things. I
1: can't even quote. I don't remember what exactly it was. It was a drop. It's it's uh, I'd, I'd have to look it back up, but it, it's in there. It's like he said uh he was eating a mango and he said um I done good or something. Like it was it was incredible.
2: He was eating a mango. I was eating
1: a mango and I went to him. And he's like, "Why would you go to me?" I'm like, "Well, why would you be eating a mango during the during the show?" And, and it's because I got a mango in my mouth. Yeah. Well, he said that, but then there was probably the one right next to it. Where he's like, I, I did, I did good, really good. I forget what it was exactly. You gotta, you gotta find it though. It was. Uh, I'll look for it. It was incredible. All right, you look for it while I tell everyone about the. This is great. The draft challenge, and we're gonna do a draft challenge on DCR on Thursday morning as well, uh, just to stress Rick out completely. The 2021 NFL Draft begins Thursday, April 29th. That's this Thursday. And 98.7 ESPN is celebrating the return of football with the draft challenge. By correctly predicting the results of the first 11 picks, you can win the jersey of your favorite team's first pick. To enter, text DRAFT to 44202, followed by your picks listed 1 through 11. We'll assign a point for every correct pick and two points for a correct Jets pick. Uh, If you think there's going to be a trade, just use the word trade for that pick. It's all from your home for the NFL Draft, 98.7 ESPN. So there you have it. Um, of the, If you get all 11 right, you're a genius, really. I don't know that I've, I've ever seen anyone go 11 for their first 11. 800 Let's go to Eli Newark. Eli, you're next up on 98.7 ESPN.
3: Okay, Dave, how you doing? As always, I uh, hope all things all's well with your family, friends, and loved ones. ES, everybody ESPN, okay? I hope the same and for you and yours, without, Eli. And without question, without question, Jacob DeGrom is the most dominant pitcher in Major League Baseball, without question. But I think you also have to consider the most dominant all around player is still Mike Trout. Oh, absolutely. Even though LeBron James is hurt, right? Hey, let, me finish, let me finish. Even though LeBron James is hurt, he's still the most dominant all around player ever played in the NBA. Jacob DeGrom, without question, is the most dominant pitcher in Major League Baseball because he does his pitch. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, bro.
1: All right, thank you. I don't know what you mean by he, he he does his pitch, but yes, Degrom is is he's sensational, is what he is, really. Jacob Degrom is sensational. It is it is must watch. They're very, regular season baseball games. We love our teams, right? You're a Yankees fan. You want to sit there and watch the Yankees and and the at bats and the, the the minutia of the game and you know the home runs and all that stuff, and and it's great. Same thing with the Mets. Every every other game outside of the pitching, when Degrom pitches, there's something different about it. When Jacob Degrom takes the mound, it's 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 an event. It's something completely different. He's on a different level. It's must watch baseball. It's a, it's it's must watch sports. I it's almost beyond that. Like very infrequently at this point of our marriage, well, I turn to share and be like, "You got to, you got to see this." Like last night, I have the game on. We're having late dinner. Boys finish practices. I turn the thing on mute because I'm, I'm that guy that has to have the games on at all times, all over the place. I'm like, "Share, you, you got to see this." Like they can't touch him. And she's watching. She's like, "Yeah," doesn't move the needle for her. But I think if you're a sports fan, it's must watch right now. All right, eight hundred nine one nine three seven. Seven six, but you're right. Mike Trout is on that list, but Mike Trout is not this. It's hard to be a position. I, I guess Barry Bonds was like this, right? When when Barry Bonds was hitting 70 home runs and on base 57 percent of the time, and they're walking him with the bases loaded intentionally. I, I guess that maybe is the equivalent to this that I've ever seen from an offensive player. But this is whew, different level stuff.
4: I've right, done what I came to done.
0: The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: That's right. That's what he said. I've done what I I came to done. Let me hear it again,
4: Ty. I've done what I came to done.
1: (laughs) How good was that? And then the excuse that Rick uses is, well, uh, you caught me off guard. I had a mango in my mouth. And I said, well, just because you had a mango in your mouth doesn't mean that, that all of a sudden the English language becomes secondary to you, does it? I mean, listen to this one more time.
4: I've done what I came to done.
1: No. It's because really. I got a mango in my mouth. See, the excuses are incredible. You can see him throwing, throwing the, throwing this glorious fruit under the bus right from the get-go. Did I uh, hear that right.
2: he opened the show at, at some point this week? Maybe he Thursday? does every Thursday
1: morning. Every Thursday morning he opens the show. He did a oh, really well. nice job though.
2: Well, because it was one time, it was just an absolute disaster. Well, that's why
1: he opened. Well, because the the first time that he ever did it, it was like I think I guess Canty was off that day, and it was five fifty-nine, uh, four fifty-nine and fifty seconds. And my my machine, my Comrex, went out. When RJ called, and I didn't know it went out. And I look at my phone, and I'm getting a call from RJ Santillo, the producer. I'm like, "Oh, this can't be good." So I'm like, "Hello," and he's like, "Your Comrex is out." I'm like, "Oh, god." And I, you know, shut it off. I reboot it, turn it back on. That's the machine that allows us to sound like we're doing a radio show from home. For all those that, that don't know, and uh, as I'm like dialing back in, I get in, and and he he did maybe. Ty, I'm not exaggerating. Maybe 15 to 20 seconds. Well, we have, exa- it,
2: we have it right here.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Play it.
4: All right. Here we go. Good Thursday morning.
1: It is not the Wednesday that Dave hates. It is the Thursday. A lot to get into today. Start of the second half for the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets tonight. That was it. It, it was. It might have been the worst 15, 18, <laughs> 20 seconds in the history <laughs> of the medium of radio. The it was, Thursday. <laughs> It, it was just, it was that bad. It's not the so, worst thing and, and then his excuse was, well, it's yeah. not fair. I had no time to prepare. I'm like, prepare? Well, <laughs> oh, you're like just welcoming people in for 15 seconds. He couldn't do it. And then he's as a challenge, I said, why don't you open every single Thursday now? And now he does, and he's really good at it, as you would think that he'd be able to. But but he like he stresses it. He spends time writing it. He has like different lines that he gets in there. His big opening line is, wakey, wakey, eggs, and bakey is Love how he it. opens it
2: up. Now one could make a legitimate argument that he would not have been as good doing it now had not you know had it not been for that fumble.
1: That's right. I mean I give him credit because he had a, a horrendous time and then he rebounded and, and he now does it well. So good for him. Uh, all right. I want to get to the Knicks. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. They're the four seed tied for the four seed. They have the advantage fine. Here's my question to you about the Knicks. What are your expectations at this point? What what do you what do you expect from this team? They're they're so much fun to watch. They play a hard brand of basketball. I mean, the the coach they they're a distinct style of what the coach wants them to be. They have a guy that's I don't know. You want to say he's a superstar? You want to say he's he's a, a really good player? He's he's playing, having a great season. Whatever the case may be, they have a they have a really really good player in Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett is 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 a nice player. Don't get a ton of good point guard play, but. It's it's gotten, I think, a little bit better, quickly does what he does. I mean, th- this is a, a a nice team right now who's playing phenomenal basketball. So as we always do in, in the world of sports, when things happen, you adjust your expectations, right? So what are your expectations now for the Knicks? If I told you they're the five seed when this thing is all said and done and lose a, a hard-fought series to Atlanta in six, you take that? Like, do you look at them now and say, I need this team to win a playoff series? Do they need to be the four seed? Like, I'm just wondering where you fall in line as far as the Knicks need to accomplish this. And I'll be honest with you, and I, I think you know that I'm pretty tough on my teams and always honest about it. I don't have that. As long as they don't completely gag and fall apart down the stretch here. Listen, you have 12 games. If you go 2-10, and 10, I'd be really disappointed. If you go... I don't know, if you go 6-6 six and six and you wind up with the 6th seed and you play Milwaukee and you lose in 5, is that a bad season for the Knicks? I don't think so. I still think that's a success because think about it. You are, let me ask you this question. When, an, uh, w- when you discuss the Knicks with friends or family or whoever around the country who aren't particularly the Knicks fans, if you said to them right now, Are the Knicks the laughingstock of the NBA like that? answer is no, of course not. Do you envision the Knicks going to be the laughingstock of the NBA in the next couple of years? And the answer is no, absolutely not. All right, they've changed the narrative. They've changed it. So they're still not an unbelievably talented team, but you know what they are? They're getting as much, and isn't this what you want from any one of the teams that you root for, to get as much as they possibly can? Out of what they have, that's what Thibodeau is doing this year. That's what the Knicks are this year. They're getting as much as they possibly can with the talent that they have. And you're telling me right now that if a a free agent or, I mean, let's use, I'll make up a player. I don't know that he's unhappy or disgruntled or whatever. But for argument's sake, let's just say that the Aaron Fox goes to Sacramento management and says, I don't want to be here anymore. I want out and forces his way out. You don't think the Knicks are now an attractive team that he might want to go to for the first time in forever? That's that's where we are. That's how this has changed. This is now a team that, you know, the Hardens, I, I think Durant and Irvings if it, was, if it was now, the De'Aaron Foxes of the world, the Lonzo Balls of the world, look at and say, yeah, I want to go there. They're functional. It's New York. I can win there and be the biggest star. Let's do that. They've already created that foundation. So, of course, of course, I'd, I'd love for this team to finish 8-4, and four, get the four seed, win a round, compete in the second round. But I think you have to be realistic. And that's therein lies my question to you at 800 919 It's already been a hell of a ride. They've already had a tremendous start to the season. I mean, they've played, what, 60 games and given you more fun and enjoyment than I thought humanly possible. Would I love it to continue? Of course. Would eight and four, nine and three, or ten and two? Great. Love it. Have a party over it. But I think you have to be realistic. And I think they've already won this season because they've changed the narrative around the NBA. They're not the laughing stock. They're functional. They have a coach that's well respected. The players are have bought in. The fans are ecstatic. This is now a destination. And they're going to be better next year. Because I can almost promise you that you're gonna get a point guard this offseason. I don't know if it's Lonzo Ball. I don't know what they wind up with. And I heard this week with Zion and he came out and remember what he said? Well, the Nick, I love the garden, I love the Knicks, I'd love, you know, whatever he had to say. I'm not I'm not holding my breath for four years down the road that Zion is gonna wind up here. But I'm telling you that this has already changed. You're 60 games into this season. The Knicks have already done more than I thought possible. They've changed the narrative, and they've given you an entertaining first 85% of the year. That is a win. Of course you want them to win. Of course you want to finish off well. Of course you want to win in the postseason. I'd love them to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I think you have to be a little realistic. But the truth of the matter is, this is a great time. It's a great time, Knicks fans. So jump on board, because it's only going to get better. Be optimistic. I am optimistic about this team for the first time in forever. Really? In, in like seven years. Do you understand how long that is? To be irrelevant for seven years and now to look at it and like walk around excited? How many times over the last seven years have you, oh, the Knicks play tonight, I'll watch it. Why? Because I. that's what I do. Because I'm a Knicks fan. And then I have to watch LeBron James flipping water bottles on the side and, and completely disrespecting this team. You know what? Different. It is completely and utterly
0: different. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: you can try, I don't know that you'll have success. It's an ultra-popular segment. That's why we have two sponsors. Stumper authoring brought to you by the Law Offices of Andrew M. Cohen. And it's also brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Uh, Ty, do you have a, uh, an updated standing sheet for me? Here?
2: All right, so we were off last week. Right. How did it need to do, by the way? Rothenberg. Just
1: your, your best guess. What, what do you think her record was? She went,
2: was? like, maybe, like, 1-8. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we suspended the segment last week because no one <laughs> loves... PTO more than the great Dave Rothenberg. Come into today, 136 and 35.
1: That's not bad.
2: I mean, it's not Anita Marks, but sure.
1: No, it's not 1 and 8. That's fair. Uh, all right. Are you ready to play? Let's do it, baby. Do you have questions?
2: I have a call. It Yes, I, I do my. So machining. you're going
1: you're gonna to play in the second half of the segment?
2: Yes. That's what we'll do.
1: Uh, Mike, are you going to be involved in this segment here today? I have one for you. A a regular garden variety question in the first segment, or you're going to go college question?
0: I'm going college. Okay,
1: so your second segment as well. All right, let's go. Let's bring on a a man. Uh, This man might love the segment more than anybody in the history of radio loves any segment, and he is Fran in Massapequa. Good morning, Fran. How are you?
3: Good morning, Dave. Thank you for the honor of leading off. I've been on hold since 1001. Tried in the answer. The other gentleman did, so I, I, I always try to get in there. Way early because it's the most popular sports it's a Very show popular in the segment. World. Very popular. It's incredible. Right. Yeah, you're the best. You 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 deserve to host every show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, friend. All right. I, I, and if I win, you know if I, if I win, listen to me, I'll tell you a real kid. If I beat you, I wanna be on hold because I think I got a college you know, I got a guy that I don't think you can get. Okay, you know? so absolutely. If
1: you defeat me in round one, we'll put you on hold for round two.
3: Right, the, the odds are very slim that I will because you Let's are Let's hear what man. you got. Bring, here, it, bring it to me. Okay. Bring it to me. You got it, pal. In the, all right, you ready? In the NBA history, eight players have scored 50 points or more and fouled out of that game. Eight players have scored 50 points or more and fouled out of that game. Who was the last player to score 50 points in the NBA and foul out of the same game? It's the history of the NBA.
5: Yeah,
1: that's a that's a brutal. I mean, Wilt Wilt. I don't think Wilt ever fouled out of a game. Um, I, I think you're going to get me here. Um, God, I don't know. I know Carmelo scored fifty, but I don't think he fouled out of that game. <sighs> I, I'm going to guess that it's not like a. I'm going to guess Damian Lillard. Final answer. Yeah, you sound so confident. Yeah, sure.
3: What a special Saturday it is. James Harden.
1: All right, Fran, congratulations. I can't believe
3: I got you. I got you. I got you. He's very excited. Fran,
1: we're going to put you on hold. Ty, you love that question? I'm not saying it's not a legitimate question. I I don't love that question.
2: It was a legitimate question, and I'm biased. You know, I actually nailed it. I got it right. You knew it? Yeah, I got it oh, right. Oh, for God's sakes. You, how good do you feel about yourself then? You <laughs> knew it, and I didn't know it. I felt great, but I almost tricked myself into because I said it had to be a center. There's no way a, a guard or a wing is just fouling out of a game. But right. I went too hard
6: because I think right, I remember watching 1. that game.
1: All right, we're 0-1. Let's go to Sal and Dutchess. Sal, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
3: Thank you. I hope you get 0-2. Here of you go. You NFL do. question. All right. <laughs> All right. NFL. In, in Baltimore— the Ravens. Okay. Who was the only receiver to get the highest, to have the highest catches, the most catches? What does what does this mean? In Baltimore Ravens' history, since they've been, who was the only receiver to have the most catches? Let's say over in the, 100 In the catches. league? No, in the Baltimore, in, in their history.
1: So in Baltimore's. In the, in, the, in the history of the Baltimore Ravens.
4: Yes, who, who has the most the all-time Ravens.
1: receptions in a season or in the career? It,
4: in a in a, in a season,
1: in a season. Um, in a season,
3: he was the only one that had over a hundred, a hundred or more. Yeah,
1: I would say Derek Mason is. I wonder if Anquan Bolden is there. Um, Mason would be would be the one that I would think off the top of my head because I know he was great for a long time. They had the tight end that retired from the hip injury, but I don't think he had a hundred. Oh uh, God, I might start out at one two. I'm, I'm going to say Derek Mason.
3: And you're absolutely
2: right, sir.
6: See you All next right. week. All right. <laughs> Terrific.
1: Kind of a, a shot in the dark there, Ty. We're one and one.
2: There you go, buddy. All right,
1: we're back. Let's go to John in North Bergen. John, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg.
6: How you doing, Dave? What's up, John? Hey, I missed you last week, bro. Well, uh, I'm back,
1: and I'll be here next week. I'm glad, and and, and I'm glad.
3: And you got me. So go ahead. All right. My question is, um, who holds the NFL record for most passing yards in a single postseason?
1: Mm. Most passing yards in a single postseason. I th- gosh, is it Eli or Flacco? Because it's got to be the guy that played the extra game. I think it might be Eli, but I'm not sure. My God, you'd figure I'd know this if it was Eli, though. But I think it was Eli in 2011, or could it be Kurt Warner? When they went to the Super Bowl, they lost, but they still played the, the four games. Right, they lost. Yeah, and, and the and the, I would say it's either. I don't think it's Brady because they, this year he didn't have no. I don't think it's Brady. I would say it's either Eli Flacco or Warner.
6: I'm gonna.
3: I know you hate me asking you last question or final no, it's answer, bad, but this is not
1: a bad question. I, I'm very confident it's one of the three. (sighs) I'm going to go Eli, but I think there's a good chance it's Flacco. This would be the time that you would say Uh, whether
6: I'm right or not. Yeah, I'm not going to ask. I'm waiting for you. I said Eli Manning.
3: Okay, and you're correct. Yes. Yes. 111 with 1129 yards. Yes, my favorite quarterback of all time.
1: He threw for 1,129 yards. That's the most in in one postseason? Yes. Okay. All right, there you go. So that's what, two and one, right? Two and one, baby. Okay. All right, let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. This is, I I tell you, the stress level is, this is like running an ultra marathon. Go ahead, Steve. You're on Stump Rothenberg.
4: So, Dave, your bye week got me thinking that the, the new advantageous college format has messed some mediocrity of late.
1: No, that's not fair. I'm sitting here two and one. I've 31. done well. Listen, does it does it help me if you want to say pad the standing? Sure. But I'm still pretty good with the first round of questioning.
4: I do have a thirty one and twenty two in the first round since the, the change. So and, good, and that's, a, that's a, that's not, a bad, bad record? record. Very good, but not, not the standard that we're used to.
1: Well, you know what? Let's see if I can push it to three and one today. Go ahead, Steve. I don't okay. appreciate your attitude, easy... I'll tell you that today.
4: I'm just needling you a little bit. Okay, so baseball. I'll give you a little a cookie too here. Who is the last active big league pitcher to have defeated the Montreal Expos?
1: I don't know that I know that. I, I, you know what? I love how they say it's a, it's a cookie.
4: I'll say so the pitcher is Still active. Still active. One active pitcher has faced and defeated the expose
5: Um
1: uh, I don't know that I know this. Um and he's still active. So I think it was two thousand and four that they had their last game. Um gosh, I don't I don't know that know it i won 2004 so that's 17
0: years ago what player has been
1: i don't know i i think that they lost to florida at some point there but i don't think carl Pavano is still is still around
4: only so many guys pitching who pitched that year yeah, no i don't know that i like have
1: the answer for you um Oh, I think Glavin got to win against him late too, but I don't. This is not such a layout. Uh, the
4: guy's still pitching.
1: Yeah, I, I understand. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't have the answer for you. Um, I'm gonna guess Carl Pavano, but I know it's not right.
4: I mean, he's not active, though, Dave. Come on, I don't. I don't. I, mean, I don't know what high. you
1: want me to do. I don't have the answer for you.
4: Okay, I thought you would have said, like, Ollie Fred or somebody. But Zach Greinke, 2004, his first big league win at came against the Expos. Wow, that's actually a good question.
1: So his first ever big league win, and he's going to probably wind up in the Hall of Fame. Good question. All right. You sound so, frustrated, Dave. Well, because he's like, first of all,
2: this is a cookie? Stop it. No? That, that was a layup? Well, listen, sometimes people overestimate your, your knowledge. That's fine. I think we should. T- I think we should take a timeout here.
1: No, we're not taking a timeout. You go away. Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. We're two and two. Chris, you're n- you're up next on Stump Rothenberg. Hey Dave. Yeah,
6: he was a little brutal on you there. said It's fine, that, but but to sit there the and tell one. me that
1: that's a that's a cookie, Chris. Is I is know, I know, I know. All right. So Dave. <laughs> I feel like you're my parent. Is, like, oh, I I know, sweetheart. I know. All right. Go ahead.
6: No, no, I I, I feel like a parent to you, actually, or a brother at least, because. Uh, you, uh it's funny you mentioned your father, too, was a big New York Giants baseball fan. So yeah, was mine. It. Big New York Giants football fan. Once the Giants left town in baseball, that was it. And he finally came back around to the Mets later in life, just like your father. Yep. exactly exactly like that.
4: All right,
5: anyhow, Chris, what
6: do you got? Uh, so da- All right, Dave. Uh, presidential trivia. Okay. Now, I had given Ty one that he said, ah, it might be a little bit too difficult, so we're going to shelf that one. Okay. I'm going to ask you the one he's accepted. He's accepted... And if you don't mind, if you get if you get it, I'd like to ask you if you knew the other one anyhow, okay? If you don't mind. Let's go ahead. All right, so the question I'm going to ask is, who's the only president buried in Washington D.C.?
1: I should know this. So it's not Kennedy. No, he's Arlington. No, I know, he's Arlington. I think yep. it might be Wilson at the cathedral. Anybody else? Not Grover? No. A lot of them are, are buried in Virginia. I think it's Woodrow Wilson.
6: Um. Yes, that's what I'll go with. Very good, Dave. Always go with your first instinct. Yes. Woodrow Wilson is correct. Yeah, that's right. right. Three and two. Beautiful. All right. Dave, I'm going to quickly ask you this, and I'll hang on. Here, here, here's here's my
1: issue. Point. And Ty, I'd like you to rule here. Are, right. are we This is not. This is not this a. This is a, off the record. This is all. So this to, will not oh, count in our record. final stand. This is for so my this own.
2: This is for my own edification.
6: Let, okay. let me hear.
1: Great word, by the way, edification. Well used. Go ahead.
6: All right. So Dave, we all know that Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald, yes. right? The man that killed Kennedy. Yes. Who's the man that shot John Wilkes Booth?
1: Oh, I know this. I have to know this. Um, and that was. Days later, I think it was Corbett.
6: Beautiful day. Boston, Corbett, 13 days later. Great job. There we go.
1: All right, and there you go. That's too bad we're not going to count that. All right, so now we're back. Now, now, I mean, you feel good about this now. We're back for round two of Stump Rothenberg. Uh, A couple more minutes to play. 800-919-3776. We're three and two. We're going to take one, maybe two, and then we're going to go rapid fire where they go to college. Michal and Elizabeth. Michal, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
5: Hey, Dave. Okay, so last year, Anthony Davis was a starter on the Lakers, of okay. the team that won the championship. On his roster, on his team was also Danny Green uh, as a starter. Danny Green won a championship um, with North Carolina as a starter, and uh, Davis with Kentucky as a starter. Correct. When, what was the last team, last NBA championship team, to have two starters that were also starters on their college championship teams?
1: So they won NBA championships,
5: right? And they won college. They championships. won the NBA championship, and they won, they won and they were starters on both teams. Oof. That's a brutal question. Um,
1: I don't think I'm going to know both. Um,
5: I mean, Michael I mean, there's only Jordan. been like uh, 24 players that have ever done that. Yeah, I mean, I know that
1: Michael Jordan is is one of those, um, but I don't think he did it with another. I mean, Pippa didn't, Rodman didn't. I don't think he did it with another. Ron Harper didn't. No. Bill Bradley? But no, I don't know that he did it with anybody else. Um, uh, this is going to just waste so much time. I. Again, it's two two.
5: You know, a team that has. Yeah, two no, starters, I know, right? I know. I'm
1: trying to think uh, here. Okay. Um, gosh, I—I I mean, Derek Anderson, I remember did with with Kentucky. How about? I don't think it's the right answer. Oh, Shane Battier also. I don't think he didn't win though. I'm gonna guess because I don't have a ton of time. I'm gonna say Shane Battier and Ray Allen.
5: Really, well, Ray Allen didn't win the championship, so oh. it was actually Shane Battier and Mario Chalmers.
6: Oh!
2: That one hurts. Oh, I was right there. That one hurts. I'm sorry, man. Oh. I actually feel bad. Like, I usually root against you, but that one hurts. Oh,
1: so well done, too. Uh I, I still don't like the two-part questions. All right, let's go rapid fire. We'll spend three minutes on it, then we'll we'll break and get ready for Connor Rogers to, to break down the— uh the NFL Draft. Uh, let's go, Fran. Your your happiest day you've ever had. Uh, go ahead. You're up next on the college version.
3: It will be if I get you here. NBA player Michael Williams.
1: My, who is Michael Williams? He's an NBA
3: player. He played on a few three, two or three teams. He's currently an NBA player? Uh, I don't know if he's currently, but he definitely played in the NBA, and he holds a record in the NBA, so he's known.
1: Now, there was a Michael Williams that went to Baylor. But I, I, don't, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. You're not talking Michael Carter-Williams who went to Syracuse, right? Nope,
3: I would have said Michael Carter, not to All be a right. wise guy. I, I, but... Then
1: I think it's Baylor, otherwise I'm not sure.
3: How, who, who are you? How do you get these? Sorry. Michael Williams from Baylor. Yes, unbelievable. Sorry.
1: And you were looking for the most consecutive free throws ever made, I believe. All right, let's continue along. Uh, Mark in Oak Ridge. Mark, college version. Go.
3: Hi, how you doing? Thank Good. you for letting me on. My uh player is Bubby Brister.
1: Bubby Brister. All right, so he went somewhere in Louisiana. Um he went to
0: God, where did he go? Bubby Brister. I think
1: like oh god, is it northeast Louisiana maybe? I'm
3: uh, well, that's one of them. He actually started at another college first before Northeastern. Oh, come on. He yeah, no,
1: the, the multiple colleges no, that yeah, Bum- yeah, went to. I, I, I also, get credit.
2: I also don't love that he started fumbling all, all over himself. You wouldn't actually give an answer. You were, um, you were going through the motions, but whatever.
1: Well, we'll stop it. Let, let's go to uh, Dave and Queens. Dave, go.
3: Hey, guys, thanks to Andrew M. Cohen, your staff, and the new um, sponsor at MGM. Thank them for me, please. Oh, I will thank um, you. Thank you, sir. Um, yes. Alton Lister, solid pro, Alton Lister.
1: Alton Lister. I haven't thought about him in a very long time. A big man, a, a seven-footer. I, I started thinking of him
3: last Sunday, sat, last Saturday after you beat me last after I, I lost. Believe, I started um, thinking right after I lose.
1: I believe he was with the Milwaukee Bucks, and he uh, is a Sun Devil from Arizona State.
3: Ah!
6: Get you next week, big guy. Have a good week. Sorry.
1: Sorry. All right, Ty, you want to rapidly run through yours? Let's go quickly here, but uh, Michael does have one for you. Go ahead, Mike. My first stump. Larry Hughes. Uh, St. Louis. Next.
2: No way. (laughs) Sorry. All right, let's run through these real quick. Uh, Vin, Vin Baker. Hartford next. There we go. Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross. Oh yes, baby.
1: Yeah, I'll figure it out. Terrence Ross, I think went to Washington, played for Lorenzo Romar. There next. you go. Three
2: and O baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, former Nick legend, Jamal Crawford.
1: Uh Michigan next. Ooh.
2: Let's end with the legend himself, the Iceman, George Gervin.
1: George Gervin, uh finger roll. George Gervin. He where did Gervin go?
2: Uh, I'll get this. I just need a second. Next. I, lo- I love that element to it.
1: Um, I think he went to either Eastern or Western Michigan. I think he went to Eastern Michigan. Final answer. Uh,
2: yes, final answer. And with that, you are 5-0, and and you're improved to 10-3 and this week.
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.